What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Shift Work Athlete Podcast. My name is Spencer Barlow, and today my guest is a three times CrossFit Games athlete, landing herself with the 15th place finish in this year's CrossFit 2021 Games. So, a big congratulations to you. She is a full time medical radiation technologist, MRT, based out of Vancouver, BC, and is a huge inspiration to Shift Work athletes around the world. I am really excited to introduce to you Emily Roth. Welcome to the Shift Work Athlete Podcast. We connect with shift workers conquering life challenges and chasing big fitness goals. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and motivate our shift work community to stay fit and stay healthy with such a unique lifestyle. All right, Emily, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, yeah, welcome to the Shift Work Athlete Podcast. What's going on? Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yes, finally. Um, one thing I have to say is that, uh, you know, being a new podcaster that you were uh, like totally open to doing this podcast with me i was kind of like blown away i was speechless i was like wow she said yes i was like you know taking a risk just you know messaging you or emailing you and uh I, you never know right if you don't go for an ask you don't know what the response is going to be you could have said nothing or you could have just said no sorry i'm busy or you did or you could have said yes and i was just so like woo, I'm so excited i've never talked to a cross the crossfit athlete before um and I've done CrossFit myself. I did it for about two years. And, uh, you know, I, I think I was doing it when, like, Rich uh, Froning was around and those guys there. So um, getting the opportunity to talk to somebody who's actually been in the CrossFit Games is, is, is a very exciting moment for me. So, once again, thank you so much for finding time out of your busy schedule to sit down and have this conversation. No problem. Um, I mean, so, I had, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like... I had a lot of asks like before the games and I kind of had to say, you know, like I'm focusing on my training and like maybe after and then of course after everyone comes back and I'm like, oh, okay, like I better, I better stay true to my word here. For sure. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And at the time when I asked you, I didn't even think like when the games were happening or if they were happening, there's like, you know, with the pandemic and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I think things have been so up and down. Right. And mm-hmm. um, we don't have to get too much into uh, the games. We can if you want. I'm totally open to that. Um, so today I would actually like really love to get into about how you get your the type of training or sorry, implement the type of training um, at such a high performance and then do that around shift work. Okay. Awesome. So how I'd like to start this is basically, how did you get into your profession? What do you do for a living? So I'm a medical radiographer. Um, radiographer? Yes. So basically I take x-rays. Um, I work in CT full time now. So um, CT scans, poking people with needles, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, awesome. So I knew I wanted to work in the healthcare field in some regard. Um, and this was kind of my plan C, to be honest. Um, okay. I was, we were talking before, I was thinking about med school, um, also physio because sports related and then also pharmacy. Mm-hmm. But um, I shadowed a bit in pharmacy and not really enough people interaction for me. So ended up going this route. Um, yeah, here I am. (laughs) Awesome. Um, so you, you prefer that more interaction instead of just like, you know, working behind a computer and and whatnot. And I'm assuming you're, you're, you're like 50, 50 on your feet and then Mm -hmm. in front of a screen kind of thing as well. Um, and those other jobs you had mentioned, were they also shift jobs as well or were they more daytime? Med school. Yeah. You're working around the clock. Around the clock. Okay. Um, um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Physio, not so much. Um, but at the time, I was quite heavily into gymnastics, and that was kind of my priority. And it was like, if you're going to go to med school, that's you kind of got to make that your priority. And I wasn't ready to do that. So, right. So, gymnastics was um, plan A. You're going to take that where exactly? So, well, unless you are the Olympic champion in gymnastics, you don't make a career out of it. Um, so I was good. I was national level, but like you don't make wow. money. Um, right. You just do it because you love it. Right, so I knew, right. I knew I would have to have a career after gymnastics, basically. Right. And coaching wasn't uh, the route that you wanted to take on? I did. I did coach a bit, but didn't have the love for coaching as I did for um, competing so much. And, right. you know, after spending five hours a day in the gym every single day, 
I was <laughs> ready to get out of that kind of scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's nice now that you're able to take your gymnastics and implement it into your sport with CrossFit, which is so cool, right? So I'm sure that has been a huge bonus for you uh, to keep, you know, working on those skills and 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 keep growing as an athlete just in a different world, right? Um, so when you got to Plan C, um, radiographer, please at any time I say it incorrectly, just laugh at me. Um, <laughs> Were you aware of the complications that you were going to have with, um, you know, just doing gymnastics? Were, sorry, were you doing CrossFit at the same time as you becoming a radiographer? Kind of halfway through. So I halfway through CrossFit. I had one more year of school left. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So um, were you aware of the shift work lifestyle that you're going to have to adapt to and still try to be a peak performance athlete? No, you know, I kind of went in blind. <laughs> like I applied for the program, got in and I was like, okay, like I'll go do that. Like didn't even really research into it much. <laughs> I was like, oh, the pay is good. It's good in healthcare. Like mm. ready to, I already had my science degree. So I was like, oh, I'll do another two year kind of thing. Didn't even um, consider like night shift, shift work, should have thought, you know, you're working right. in a hospital. Hospitals right. will close at night. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not until my student practicum when we had to rotate through nights as a student. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> uh, what? Staying yeah. up to what time? <laughs> yeah, never, never done that. Like the odd, oh, you're out till 3 a.m., you know, when you're 19 a couple of times. But other than that... <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's shocking, right? Like you're just like waking up and you're like, holy crap. Like I do, I feel like a zombie. How do, how am I supposed to operate at peak performance? Right. So can we talk more about that? So sure. you got into your, uh, I guess it's your, your placement, right. And, um, halfway through you got into CrossFit. So what did that look like exactly? So the beginning, I was just kind of not super serious about it. Um, just was looking for another outlet after gymnastics really. Um, and started doing it more and more. I wasn't, I wasn't really competing seriously yet. So it wasn't too big of a problem. Um, and then, like I say, as a student, I did the week of nights or two weeks, whatever we had to do. And then I was like, it's fine. Like I'm never going to choose mm -hmm. to work nights. So like, right. I, I won't, I just won't. And then mm -hmm. little did I know, well, to get, you're at the bottom of the totem pole when you come in. So guess where you're <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you get to choose, or now that you're actually working the job, is it kind of like, you know, this is your schedule and this is, it is what it is? Yeah. So it's kind of like when you come in, if you want to work, if you want hours, those are the shifts that are available. And then as okay. you move up, as you get jobs, um, you know, my job last year had a one week every eight weeks of nights. So you kind of, okay. whereas before I was doing 50% nights or more, so right. now I only have one week and eight and then. Now I just got a job a couple weeks ago with zero nights, so yay. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. You must be so happy about that. Yeah, I don't. So now I just have day and evening shift, which is okay. okay. Awesome. So how long did you do night shift for? So I from 2017 on. Okay, up to 2021, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. That is a decent amount of time. And and so while you're working these um, unique shifts, um, working these use, use, uh, unique shifts and doing CrossFit, like how were you able to see that you had potential in the sport and then also um, really build on increasing your performance to become a CrossFit Games athlete? Yeah, so I think um, without sounding too big-headed, as like when I entered CrossFit, everyone was like, oh, like you're really good right away kind of thing. And it's because mm. I, like, I had weightlifted before. My dad okay. was an Olympic lifting coach, so I learned how to snap. Oh, cool. I learned how to clean and jerk when I was like ten. Um, right. And then the gymnastics is such a good crossover. Like Absolutely. you're miles ahead coming in, and um, yeah. So I think just just people saying that, and then I did a competition. What three months in, and I 
did pretty well. And I was like, okay, like maybe I can be pretty good at this. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you do the open and then you see where you stack up and you're kind of like, right. okay, okay. Like I want to make regionals next year. And then right. regionals and you're like, okay, I want to make the games. Like it just snowballs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Well, you know, could, could like, big kudos to your dad to get you into weightlifting and stuff like that when you're younger right yeah, um, I mean, I and, and especially i was like okay, I'll learn it, I'll do it with my older brother but i hated it I right. like, let me go to gymnastics like couldn't be bothered. right this is my parents really now, and they're like all you do is weightlifting and like they're like you hated it and i'm like yeah well. it's funny how things change eh? <laughs> but you know it's just the the muscle recruitment the muscle memory that you learned back when you were younger to be able to implement it now and and do you love weightlifting now is is that like your i mean like, it's over not gymnastics? my greatest part of my crossfit like my engine's very good so i'll i'll go forever top end okay three, eh, it's okay so. awesome what's your favorite out of all the uh, categories in crossfit anything that like like straight up fitness like okay. ask me to run and row and just like yeah straight fitness <laughs> okay nice and you're saying today you just got, got in from swimming so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a new uh part that they've started to introduce into the crossfit games too isn't it yeah it's you know been, what, I mean, what the past four years or something like that they just started doing the swims yeah so if you're competing at the top level at the games um you're gonna be swimming for sure um, if you're competing, I've swam in Dubai. We had to swim. Wadapalooza in oh, Miami, wow. we had to swim. So a lot of the other like upper-end sanctionals are incorporating swimming too. So it's definitely something that all of us games athletes, I would say, are doing once or twice a week throughout the year now. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I look forward to see you guys uh, do a triathlon at some point. I would love that. I'm still waiting for <laughs> that event. <laughs> right? Yeah, I believe it. Hey, if you're already training those skills, then you, you'll, you'll have no problem jumping on a bike and you know that that's probably the easiest part out of the out of the two the swim and the run right so like yeah, that would, would be to. impressive to see the only thing is i don't want to uh, it bothers me like having wet feet and then trying to <laughs> run like how do you do you put on socks or do you run without um, I run with socks. So actually two weekends ago, I uh, did my first half Ironman and we got, we had a thunderstorm halfway through the bike, like downpour. I could barely see, like, I was just lucky to have like a full engulfed, um, helmet, aero helmet. And I was like, well, my shoes and socks, everything I have laid out at transition is going to be just done. Right. So I get there. I put them on and you don't even think about it. You don't even like notice that your feet are drenched, right? If you have good shoes, they're going to like get the water's going to get pushed out as much as possible. Right. Um, and it got super hot. It was like 29 or 30 degrees out. So like everything's dry, you're dry. Yeah. So I got really lucky. Everything got soaked, but yeah, you don't really think about your feet at that point. You're just like thinking about how, how fast can I move and you know, can I beat the guy in front of me? Yeah. You're you're right. Once you're in it, you don't think about Exactly. And you know what? Like you guys train with weight vests and gloves and everything. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, if something malfunctions that you're using, you just got to you got to muscle through it. Right. You just got to get it done. Um, but yeah, honestly, I didn't even I didn't even notice that my feet were, were wet once I started moving. So it's it's not it's not that bad. OK. Right. You just turn off the brain and you go. Um, it's almost like a chipper wad. Um, okay. So let's get into, um, your sleep and, you know, working the night shifts. So what was your sleep like, uh, with your, with your schedule? So did you have three different schedules or did you just have two? Three, three different ones. Okay. So you'd work a day and evening and then a night. Okay, cool. So how, how did that work for you with training? Uh, when was your, your peak time to train and, and did your sleep really affect your performance? Yeah. So (laughs) peak time to train, that's a luxury. That's okay. (laughs) I hear you. I mean, yeah, I'd love to train at 10 30 AM and like, but you know, if you work, um, right. So yeah, when I work a day shift, I'll train super early, which I mean, not a fan training at five, 6 AM, but I hear you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really hard to squat heavy at that hour, like mm-hmm. especially in the mm-hmm. winter when you're cold and, um, 
but I, like I have a limited time there before I have to get to work. So I kind of just get in, get out. Um, yeah. and then training after that day is it's fine. It's a long day, but you know, training at four thirty in the afternoon feels good. Um, right. And then an evening shift, usually I'll train, um, later morning, 10 ish, 10 to 12 ish. And then again, from like two to four ish before I go to work, which okay. is fine. The only thing there is I'm not having a long break in between sessions. Um, okay. The only other way, I guess I could train after the evening shift, which would be like 1230 AM and then just sleep in way too much. But, um, that's, that's a no go. That's your, yeah, that at that time. And, so challenging. Yeah. That's, um, are you able to sleep right after a workout though? That late? That's the thing. So I wouldn't work out at that hour, right? I okay. just finish work and then go to bed, especially because in two days when I go back to work, I'm on day shift again. So I'm getting up early. So you're, you know, I try to keep it as, as uh, consistent as I can, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. And then night shift, um, our night shifts are midnight to 8am. So they're eight hour shifts. Um, so, I mean, I've had a few years to figure out what works for me. <laughs> um, so a lot of people go to bed at 8am, like they get home, they eat something, they go to bed cause you're tired and you okay. feel like crap. You've been up all night, right? Like, right. Yeah. Um, but I found for me, the best thing to do is work out at that hour, work out at 8am right after work. Um, and then go to bed around 12 okay like lunchtime yeah um, and yep. then i sleep till like 9 p.m work out again okay. before work and then go to work so wow wow that, I mean, that that sounds extremely challenging like being able to to stay up through the day and go to work at 12 a.m till 8 a.m and then put in that you know same intensity when yeah, you're coming so, off of work so that first night is always awful you ask anyone who works always nights, the first yeah. night hurts because yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to nap before. But mm, you, yep. you know, your body's like, well, I'm not, I don't want to go to bed at 5 p.m. Like, why? Right. You know, so the first night's awful. And I just tell myself, just get through that first night. And then I get into that routine right away. And mm -hmm. it's fine. Um, I've just found when I go to bed right away at like 8 a.m., you wake up, you wake up at like 12, 1, and your body's like, okay, like it's daytime, it's light out. Like, but right. you can't, you got to sleep because. <laughs> And then I found another big thing is, um, I eat throughout the night. Okay. So I'll get up train and then I'll eat breakfast at like mm -hmm. midnight mm -hmm. lunch yeah. at like three, 4 AM and then dinner after training, um, in the morning. Okay. In the morning. Okay. So found, you try to stay regular with how you eat as yeah. if you're on a regular day. Okay. Yeah. So the best way for me to work nights anyways, is to totally just flip flop everything. Okay. I know a lot of people like don't eat during the night because again, your mm -hmm. body's like, well, I'm supposed to be sleeping. I'm not hungry. Um, right. but then you can't sleep in the day because then your body wants to eat and you're like, yep. so you gotta, you gotta just switch everything. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure like this is all through trial, trial and error. So mm -hmm. when it came down to the night shift specifically, what, what is your like preparation? How do you prepare for a night shift? Like I say, like I, I just have that Sorry. schedule. So I know when I'm okay. going to train, when I'm going to eat, I prepare all my mm -hmm. meals because mm -hmm. when you're in a block of nights, you don't, I, I anyways, I just don't feel like doing anything. You know, you're mad at the mm -hmm. world. You're like missing out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> um, the worst, the worst is when you open your Instagram, when you like, when I'm at work and I'm like, ah, look at what everyone did during the day. And it was such right. a nice day. And like, it just feels like you literally miss out on life. <laughs> so much. I know. I know. It's, it's honestly the worst and there's pros and cons to it. Right. Like, honestly, like there's those days that you're, you're coming off a night shift and you know, it, it could be the gym going to work out in the middle of the day. Everybody's not you know, everybody's at work and you could go and work out and there's nobody there. Right. Mm -hmm. So there, it has, it has its pros and cons. Yes. I, I still, I still, I'm still not a fan of it. Um, but okay. So yeah, that's good that you, you try to stick to the same routine going into your night shifts. Now, when it comes down to your, your training, do you change the intensity of it? So like, you know, during a day, uh, a regular day, obviously when you get home, you're, you're feeling more energetic 
energetic obviously you don't feel like a, a zombie but when you're coming off of that uh, 12 a.m to 8 a.m shift do you turn the intensity down just to kind of like allow your body to keep moving but don't lose on a, on a workout yeah so um if you know me i will not skip a workout ever like even when awesome. i probably should like if my awesome. body's trash and i haven't slept and it'd mm-hmm. probably be more beneficial and i know that mm-hmm. but i'm the type of person that's like no like i'm not gonna <laughs> um so i will still work out for sure um Usually I do what's what I'm meant to do, um, unless it's like a testing day and it's like, oh, go try your one RM or something. I'm not going to do that after the first night. Um, right. I'll probably just switch around the days and do it at a later time or earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, like the second, third, fourth night, when I'm in that cycle, I'm totally fine. Like I've done qualifier workouts. <laughs> like after wow. Because really that's my 4 p.m. that's and you've had food all day you've been mm. I've been fueling all day or all night right you know yeah. night shifts technically usually aren't as busy for us so mm. I'm resting a lot more I'm saving my energy True. all night you know yeah. I'm not running around as much right you know do you get time to, to nap at work by any chance night shifts yes well depending it's it's very dependent on what emergency is doing um right you never know it's not like you have an hour go nap no it's like you're on Mm. all the time and if Mm -hmm. there's nothing for and you know i've like i say like at the beginning i did do that because i was like i'm tired but that again when you do that you don't sleep well during scheduled sleep in the day i find so okay you know that's that's when i get that full night's sleep in the day so again just forcing myself to be up right um do you experience fog though is that something that you get like that mental fog um and so the reason why i asked so for myself coming off a night shift like like you are inspiring me so much by the way the fact that you could wake up or sorry finish a shit a night shift and then go and do a workout right after i find when i come home from a night shift or waking up after a night shift like it takes me a good like two hours to to like take the pressure off my my brain to allow me to want to think straight or want to lift up a weight or just go on my bike for example like like do you not do you experience that and if you do what do you do to like combat that yeah i don't um i don't have two hours <laughs> yeah right when i wake right. up it's true. so it's, it's not true. like i can lay in bed and debate like okay like right. let myself come to like i sleep a lot so you know i'll budget you know, I'll go to bed at noon, 12, yeah, yeah, and wake up at 9. You know, I need to, at least 9 hours. And then yeah. 9.30, I got to be training because right. I only have 2 hours till 11.30 till I have to shower and get to work. Um, right, right. You know, it's kind of, for me, I just like, it's a non-negotiable. Like, I have to do these shifts. So... It's like when your mom says, okay, you have to do your chores before you can go play, you know, like, I guess you could say CrossFit's my play. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to do. So mm-hmm. to make it work, you just work around it. Okay, awesome. Now, when you first started doing shift work, though, were you still able to sleep that long? Yeah. Like nine to 10 hours? Wow. Yeah. I, then there's something wrong with me then because I cannot I come off of a night shift or if I'm if I am working my night shifts like uh, I'll be I'll, like it's so weird like I'll be lucky to get six hours of sleep it's because you want to bed and, right and, away I'm telling you you got to do a workout okay. first <laughs> I got to do a workout first okay you know I'll, I I will try it out I, I so you know like you said you go by trial and error so I would do that I work my 12 hour shift I'd come home and like I, uh, I used to go I used to be a coach at F45 I'd go there and I'd do workout strength training or cardio class I'd come home and I would be awake and uh, I, I've come to learn that a lot of people say that you know what they they prefer to you know, come home, stay up for an hour or two, then go to bed a little bit later, which gives them the opportunity to sleep longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that when I come home after a 12 hour shift, like I'm just zombie. I don't even want to walk the dog. Like that's like, I'm yeah. just, I'm so I mean, but I also, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you're doing a 12 and that's, that's harder too. I'm doing an eight, right? So I've got four extra hours there that right. yeah, I'm working out and you're still working. So very true, very <laughs> true. And you're on your feet, right? So for me, like I'm a crane operator and I sit for 
probably about 95% of that shift. So it's cool. also like another this. thing that, like yeah, pretty much. much. No, like, like it's like, you ever seen Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know the fighter planes, they've got the window around them and they're in their little cockpit doing okay. their, their yeah. yeah, like that's my, that's my like floating palace basically oh, you're not like for... that tiny little guy that's like up no like he's... no no okay i know what you're thinking no not not a building um crane but this is like an overhead crane so i work in a steel making factory yeah so okay. like i have a little bit more room but yeah i think of a, a fighter pilot star wars ship thing is basically how oh, you cool. can imagine where i'm working it yeah so i have i have i have a decent amount of room but yeah i'm sitting for 12 hours out of the, the whole entire shift yeah, that, oof, that'd be hard to stay awake. At least, like, I have, you know, in a hospital, anything can happen. Like, you have, like, victims come in from a stabbing or, like, someone's yeah. going to die. And it's like, you're, the adrenaline is going, too. So Yeah, that will keep you awake, no yeah. doubt. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so that that's that's great. Yeah, you have eight hours. Like, I'm super jealous. I'm just thinking about. It. I'm like, oh, if I had eight hours, yeah, I could definitely come home and smash a workout and stuff like that. Um, do you use any tools to um, help you with sleep or any supplements that you use to help you with sleep? Um, not so much. I I take magnesium. Apparently, that okay. helps a little bit with sleep. I don't take it for yep. sleep. I take it more for just like. Apparently, it's good for like 300 processes in your body. So, oh, okay. Hey, no, it's good to know. I, yeah. I'm meant to take. Um, and I think just like losing a lot of salt and sweating, um, sometimes I'm quite achy, and that helps with that. Okay. But otherwise, um, very rarely, um, melatonin I have for when I travel. Okay. Um, just for. You know, when I'm traveling to compete, you can't really afford to not sleep a couple of nights before a competition. Right. Especially if there's a time change. Like I say, like going to Dubai was really, I think they're 12 hours from us. So it's exactly, it's like doing my night shifts. Like it was right. swapping my day. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that helps me when I'm competing because I'm like, oh, like everyone else is struggling, but this is easy for me because I've done it. I never thought about it like that. That's very true. So it's kind of like a, like your own inner one up on them, just mm-hmm. having that experience with, you know, jet lag or flip flopping your shifts. Cause that's so true. Being a, a pro athlete, you do travel a lot because everything isn't always in your hometown. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, convenient in your backyard. So that's so true. I never even thought of that. That's actually really cool. I'm going to keep that in mind when I start traveling for my triathlons. Um, I yeah. see you do have a whoop band though. Um, do you, uh, yeah. Do you find that you're in the Fitbit? Gotta, gotta have all devices. I actually just, uh, discontinued having my whoop band, um, I love it. I, I, I actually want to go back. It's more of like a financial thing. I'm, I'm on this like, oh, I want to buy real estate and everything, but we won't get into that. So I'm just saving all my money. Well, you know, yeah, but, um, like you're, I'm not paying for it because um, they gave us all at the games. Right. So I don't know how long it's going to last, but um, maybe it's just to get me hooked. And then they'll be like, okay, hey, now you have to pay. <laughs> now you have to pay. Honestly, it is so worth the money. It is 40 bucks a month, right? Um, but honestly, I was, I was, I had it for, I think, a year. And honestly, I miss it. I think about it all the time. I'm always like, I always wake up and I'm like, hmm, what's my whoop saying? And I don't have it. So it's like a missing body part. But when you. But then I think or, you're more in tune to what you feel. Yeah. Because honestly, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, how'd I sleep? Like, what is my recovery? And then it's like, well, what do you feel? Like, well, I don't know. I like have to see what it says, and then I'll tell you how I feel. Like, right. actually, like this is very similar. It does the same thing. Um, okay. I actually take it off um, when I'm competing because, you know, other than that, I track my sleep all the time. But mm-hmm. when you're competing, you can't wake up and your watch tells you, oh, you're really under recovered because you only got 12 minutes of deep sleep. And right, yeah. you only got six hours of sleep and usually you get nine. Like, how's that going to make you feel when you're – That's well, that's your comp day. What are you going to do about it? Like, right. it's, it's yeah. going to work negatively. It's going to be like, oh, man, like I might not be at my top form. So yeah. I'll just take it off because it doesn't matter. Like, once you're competing, you are got to go. You can't be like, oh, yeah. well, I'll do it tomorrow instead. Like <laughs> – 
And that's the thing. You don't want anything else to mess with you psychologically, right? Because mm-hmm. you're trying to be in a state of flow. You want to be in the zone. You want to be like, oh, guys, can you pause the competition today? I got, you know, five hours of sleep. Yeah, Please, my well. whoop. You guys gave it us a whoop. We're in the Fitbit. Like, you guys got to work with us here, right? Um, so that's actually really smart when it does come down to your competition. And, and I hear it from most athletes that you usually get maybe one or two, maybe four or five hours of sleep if you're lucky because your mind's thinking about how you're going to perform. It, this is in my bed. There's so many other factors oh, yeah. that are in play. from like the extra caffeine you've had like to keep yeah. going through the competition day. Yeah, like you, many athletes don't sleep well during competitions. And I mean, if you... I Unless you do shift about, work and, it, and it's you. Yeah, well... <laughs> I, I think it's more about the the week before, like you're sleeping well there and then you just mm-hmm. got to go. You just got to go. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So with the whoop band though, when you were, did you have the whoop band when you, okay, sorry, you did get it at this CrossFit games that just passed. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so, so you I've never had the whoop band. Over a year. And okay. I actually only, I look like a bit of a <laughs> guru here. I only, I only started wearing this because I was like, oh, I'll compare the two because I've wear right. this for the past like over a year. And I was right, like, well, yeah. see, like the sleep, like what, you know, and now I'm mm. just like, well, both are good. So I'm wearing both. Are they, are they pretty similar? Or They're very they... similar. So this is like very the similar. new Fitbit that looks like the okay. Apple watch. Yeah, it does actually very just much. The Fitbit. Um, so it tracks your sleep, your heart rate, your, the only thing it doesn't do is your heart rate variability. So right. your recovery, but mm. I figured out, um, the equation for it and i like oh okay and i can you can calculate it by your sleep and your heart rate and your yeah your heart rate overnight and stuff so it's it's yeah they're both very similar i was impressed with how the whoop does give me a little more sleep though Okay. So. Yeah, I, I've, you could always use more sleep, right? And I, I did find with the Whoop band um, was pretty accurate with the HRV and stuff like that because I, I have the, the Garmin watch and okay. I was saying I had the Whoop band on one wrist and I'd do the same thing comparison. And yeah, the, the, the HRV was just like such an eye opener on how you actually felt and your performance and all that stuff. And um, that's definitely the one thing that I miss the most is, is knowing my HRV daily just to gauge, you know, like, am I fatigued? Am I overtraining? Am I, you know, in a recovering phase or maintenance, right? So, um, yeah, those devices there, honestly, I think everybody should have one, hands down, Mm -hmm. hands down. Um, Awesome. Let's get into, can we? (laughs) I'm asking permission. No, we are getting into nutrition. How how has eating uh, changed for you when you started getting into shift work? Didn't change at all. Didn't change at all. Okay. Um, the biggest change was from gymnastics to CrossFit. Um, mm. Gymnastics, like, is very old school emphasis on, like, you need to be light. Um, my coach used to tell me, no sugar, no fat. <laughs> so you're Wants very, you guys like, to be stringy. Pardon? We want you guys to be very stringy, like, just, you know, so you'd like a yeah, feather. I mean, so you can just... Yeah, if you're too heavy, you're going to, like, ping off the bar and, like. Right. Um, and I remember, like, traveling, the team coaches would kind of monitor and we'd like sneak out try to sneak out to the vending machines in the hotel <laughs> and like you know you're like 12 and you think you're badass like, of course <laughs> they won't get rid of me i'm too good <laughs> so like moving on to crossfit um i probably gained about 20 15 20 pounds of muscle wow um, awesome yeah and then of course i'm eating um, I wasn't eating a lot at the start of CrossFit. And then as I got better and better, I got a nutrition coach and now I'm eating before the games, I was eating 3,400 calories a day, which is quite a lot for a female, right? um, almost 500 grams of carbs. I mean, you're probably eating a lot of carbs training for what you do. Yeah. I don't blink an eye when I see food. I'm just like, give it to me. Let's go. Um, yeah. And then me too. Like my appetite's quite healthy. So, um, I couldn't fill those macros up with crap really because then I'd be Mm -hmm. hungry. Like, right. um, Empty calories at that point. Yeah. And then, like I say, with the sleep, how you switch your day around, I would switch my meals around. So like I say, breakfast at midnight, lunch at 3am dinner. When I got back from training around 10am, 11, and then you'd fast. I try to have, that's the main thing. I try to have um, no food for at least eight to 12 hours. 
Okay. Because when you're sleeping at night, you're not eating, right? So right. your body's digesting. And I think if you're continuously snacking around the clock, I think that's, you might run into issues there. So right. Yeah. yeah. So flip flop it. So I'm not eating from 12 to nine at least. Okay. So 12 to nine. Um, so sorry, 12 to nine, eight, like before your shift, so 12, you're not eating? like noon. Okay. Nine, yeah. Cause that's when I'm okay. speaking right during the day. Right. Okay. Um, okay. That's, that's, that's cool that you brought up fasting. Cause I would like to talk about that a bit more. Um, so when you, um, started, um, working with your nutrition coach, was there certain foods that you had to avoid when you were working night shift or were the foods still similar as if you're during the eating during the day? Exactly the same thing. Okay. So you didn't get any stomach discomfort or anything like that. Eating no. maybe say spicy food or anything like that. No way. Hmm. No, because, um, like what I would eat for lunch while well, I've digested, what do you, you eat lunch and then you train at 4 PM. You've got four hours. Yeah. You know, and I'm not eating super rich food throughout the day usually anyways. So like okay. dinner, yeah, dinner's going to be spicy, whatever, but then I'm showering, going to bed. So, right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm curious just because like, I know for myself, I get and like everybody's, everybody's different when it comes down to food. Right. So mm-hmm. I know for myself, if I were to have something spicy before bed, like I'm waking up maybe four hours in my sleep and I could feel it. So, but that's just me. Like I said, everybody's different. So it's, it's just, um, interesting that you're able to eat heavy and then go to sleep. So like when I'm working my 12 hour shift, um, I usually stop eating at 12 AM and then I'll do like almost like a reverse fast where I will fast from yeah, 12 AM, get home from work, still fast, go to bed. And then I'd break my fast as soon as I woke up and then I'd have that eight hour window of eating and then fast again. Um, but do you think, that's why you wake up in six hours because your body's like, okay, I want to eat. I haven't eaten in so long. You know what? It, it might be. That's actually very true. And, uh, you know, and that's something I've actually been thinking about. Maybe I should start to maybe just have something light like an oatmeal and a protein. Mm-hmm. Um, then that way, hopefully I could sleep much longer because yeah it's it's a reoccurring issue that i'm still trying to figure out right just trial and error so Mm -hmm. that's actually a good point uh i think once i go back to work i've been on vacation for the past two weeks i think i'm going to start to have something to eat before uh, i go to bed after after work yeah i mean try it because when you think about it you're not eating but you're up and working Mm -hmm. and then you're sleeping, but then your body's probably like, okay, well now I want to eat. Like it's very, so I just find if I flip flop everything, then seems to work, but you know, everyone's okay. and I think people who also work shift work and have families and like have to worry about, like, I only have to worry about myself. Right. Um, my husband also works shift work. So he, he gets oh, it. Okay. And, um, but I think if you're waking up, you know, because people are eating dinner and then you wake up and have a dinner and then you go to work and you know, it's like, I can get how that can be very like what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. No, that's good advice. And I'm definitely going to try that out. And, uh, I think a lot of our listeners might like that as well. Um, cause for the longest time I was like, Oh man, you gotta try the reverse fast. So, uh, maybe it's doing more harm than it is good. Right. Um, so your husband does shift work as well. Is does he do CrossFit and um, all that kind of stuff? He coaches me. Oh, he coaches me. He like you. works out, but he wow. Does. Yeah, so he coaches me. <laughs> so that's a an interesting relationship, I guess you could say. <laughs> works yeah. out the time. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I believe it. My girlfriend, I both train for triathlon and there's times like, you know, I'll be like, Hey, you should try this, do this. She'd be like hard pause. No, I'm going to do it my way. And then reverse. Um, I'm a little bit more open-minded cause she's better than me. So I'll, <laughs> I'll take her advice. And, uh, yeah, like how did, how did it come down to, so, so, okay. So what's he, what's he do for shifts? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So he's a police officer. Okay. So, but before that, he was a strength and conditioning coach. Like that was his, okay. his personal trainer and like did all that. Um, so he he has the knowledge and I think it just kind of came about because 
I kind of grew out of the beginner, the CrossFit gym that I started out at. And okay. I needed, like, I needed a personalized coach. Um, I needed to be on a separate strength program, you know. And, um, yeah, it just, he knew a lot and he um, helped me get a lot stronger. And then I was like, oh, maybe, like, do you want to just coach me, like, <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. That is awesome. And being able to correlate um, the times to be there to, you know, coach you and then have him work his shifts, have you work your shifts, because I'm sure his are his shifts are much. Oh, his are like all over way the different, yeah. right? All over the place. His are terrible. Um, Mine are cakewalk compared. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, sorry, I would just like to go back to um, your training. Now, do you have like your own gym or do you, is there 24 hour gyms that you're able to access? How, how, how do you get your, your training um, in at So I know, do have a garage 11... gym. I can do a okay. lot there. Um, at least one session, at least one session is usually a strength session. So that's, you need a barbell and a rack pretty much, right. you know? Yeah. Um, perfect. And then the gym that I go to, this is my third one now. Um, okay. So as I say, I kind of grew out of the first one and then the second one closed last year during COVID so sorry to hear Um, that yeah so i've always had a key (laughs) oh perfect that's kind of what i've negotiated like oh i work shift work like i need to train i've never really i mean i did the classes when i first started but now i'm Mm -hmm. on my own program obviously so i kind of need to be there when people aren't anyways so right i think it works out because i'm you know not in the way Right, right. I've yeah, I've hey. been quite lucky. I've been able to go whenever. That's so convenient that you know you have your own garage gym. You have a key, and hopefully you get the key to this gym now uh, that I you're training it, yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Because when I was training doing CrossFit to you, um, our coach would let us have free time, and like you're a mess. You got knee pads and you got you know your wrist straps everywhere and chalk and you, you need every plate and barbell in the gym and uh, it's hard to do that when a class is running you got you know 20 people running around throwing wall balls yeah. and crap you're like yo like i need my space please get out of my space um yeah so that's that's yeah, that's I mean, awesome nobody, that you... nobody's there at uh 10 p.m so it's right <laughs> yeah no that's super convenient and that's awesome um are you born and raised in, in Vancouver? Um, Kamloops, so a little more interior, smaller town. Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? It's my dream to go out there someday. I don't know what it is. It's just one of those places that I'm attracted to go to. I just think because of the um, personality and the uh, – it's like the norm to be fit out there. Like everybody's doing something active. Yeah, and if Vancouver, you don't do something active, you're the weirdo. Yeah, and I think because, like, the weather's so mild, like, in the winter, you know, we get snow maybe once, and it's a big Mm. thing, and everyone crashes their car and everything, but (laughs) nobody can drive in the snow here. Right. Um, But, like, it's mild. Like, you can go out for a run, a bike ride in a t-shirt in January, and it's like, you know, so people are biking all year, people are, and I think that's a huge, that helps. Yeah, that that is that is so huge, and that's what I I know my girlfriend for a fact would love, and myself to literally drop everything and go on over there because wintertime comes here, we're running in the snow, um, you know, trying to find pool times. Yeah. Like I have an in-home gym as well. I got my own little barbell oh, and everything go, back nice. here. Um, but yeah, just like being able to go outside year round and not have to worrying about you know wearing a parka like that would just be so I, yeah, nice. It nice it does rain because uh, we're right on the water right but right yeah it's beautiful like yeah the mountains right there like the ski hill there's local ski hills you can see them from my kitchen window and like the that's ocean amazing. is right here like oh that's such a tease yeah it's nice. such a tease um do you change up your training throughout the season? So like you just finished the CrossFit games right now. So mm-hmm. are you going through like a, like a step back basically just yeah. kind of let the body uh, replenish and then do you bring in vari- variety of different types of, of training? Yeah. So before the games is like my favorite type of training because that's when I get to do a lot of like outdoor things because like literally anything can show up at the games, but you're doing a lot mm. of like swimming, running, like you can hike with a backpack and you'd be like, Oh, this is training for the games. Like, it's just so fun. Right? Cause you can do all yep. these things that are outside of the gym, um, in the summer. And then after the games, yeah, pretty much month of August is 
just chill out, like work out if you want, you know, um, you're so fried, like you're training so much before the games that you need, you need that downtime. You need to just chill out a bit. And if you go back too soon, which I've done, you feel it like your CNS is just done. Um, you know, if you push yourself that hard, you like, I immediately feel sick if I start to work out and it's like, (sighs) you need to give your body that time to, so now that we're in September, I'm starting to ramp up. Um, and yeah, basically getting back to normal. Um, this week has been, I think last week was my first week doing like double sessions again. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you feel it. It's like, you feel out of shape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm like sore again and, but you know, it's, it's necessary. So, and it means you had a good recovery too, right? Like that's the the most important thing is like, you know, if you're not feeling sore, then something's going on that, you know, maybe you just aren't recovered yet. And I could relate to that. Like we had one week, one week off from our half Ironman. And, uh, I think it was two days ago, went for a run and I'm like, my heart rate's too high. I'm feeling a little achy. Like what's going on? I, like you just said, I felt yeah. out of shape. Right. Cause I had, an, I have another race coming up this week and, uh, yeah, it's, it, it messes with you a little bit psychologically because you're like, Oh, I'm losing all this fitness, my peak, but you can't, you can't be at your peak year round. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. You're no, going to put yourself in a position to get injured. Yeah, exactly. But it's um, that first workout back and you're like, how was I the fittest <laughs> in my life? Two weeks ago? And now I'm like, <laughs> the warm up is putting me out of breath. Like. <laughs> right. Hey, I can only do the barbell. What's going on? <laughs> uh, when you were, um, competing in the games though, I guess, two years ago when you were working your shifts and stuff, uh, I, I'm assuming you had to use all your vacation time. Like, Yeah, every year. So we have to book vacation like now, October, November. Okay. So, my husband, he actually just last night, he's like, what are the dates? When's the game? When's Guadalupe? <laughs> and he's just like putting it all into his leave because, <laughs> and I mean, for now, like you might look at that and be like, oh man, like you're wasting your vacation, like competing. But the fact that he's my coach and we get to go together. And then usually like after the games this year, we went to Vegas, like oh, after Palooza, we went to Disney world. Like we do cause I'm on a rest week anyways. So right. Yep. It's fun. Like we do it. Tr- we make a trip out of it. So that's awesome. So that's a big thing. I think for people that do do shifts or they want to become more of a, a peak athlete is, is looking at, you know, how can their spell support what you do? And then also being very strategic on how you use your vacation time. Like, you know, just to, to relate to you, like I, I used up, I think, uh, 80% of my vacation time just for this half Ironman. And, yeah. I, and it's so important that you aren't, you know, getting ready for a competition and you did, you know, three night shifts and you have a competition two days after, right? Yeah. Like, like it's so, um, important that you take, you know, maybe a week or two coming off those night shifts and then going into, uh, your taper in in a strategic way. That's not going to hamper your performance on competition day. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, before the games, I was lucky. I was off like a week before a little over a week, which is rare. Usually like there's some competitions, like I've worked Tuesday flown out and the competition starts Thursday. Like that's not ideal. Um, Mm. but sometimes I just can't get that much time off. Right. And, um, you know, like you got to make that work. I think, okay, well my taper, I'm stuck at work. Like I can't be training six hours today because I got to go to work at this hour, you know? So I'm making mm. that work too. Like, okay, well I'm training less cause I'm working and that's a lot easier on my body going to work than it is training. So maybe that's helping right. me in a way too. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I can't be, you know, hiding in the in the closet doing squats and stuff like that. Like you're you're on call, you can't really do anything. I try to work out at work, but honestly, it's just the particulates and the air quality isn't the best. And I usually wear a mask majority of the time, so I'm like, yep, I'm recovering. I just gotta. It is what it is. I'm gonna read my book and shut my mouth and just relax, put my feet up. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's it's funny. Like when you're so driven, you love working out. Like 
like, you know, you, you try to sacrifice everything, but there's a time where you just got to put the yeah, brake on fair. just a little bit and just say, okay, this recovery is going to benefit me. I think um, it will. Like right before a competition, you don't need to be going hundred percent a week before, right? Like, so yeah, it's good for your body to, <laughs> and to then if you're, if you're like me, or it sounds like you too, when you want to be training all day, well, it's good that work pulls you away and that you, you, can't. yeah, you can't No, a hundred percent. And it's funny, like right now, like I'm not even able to strength chain at this moment, like this week, like I said, it's a taper week. I can't go and like, you know, smash some squats and some clean jerks or whatever. Right. Um, and like, I'm jonesing, like I'm hungry for it. So it's nice to have that feeling when you're like excited to go and lift weights and stuff. And, and, you know, just having that break, it's, it's good for the the mental side of it as well. Uh, could we get into that a little bit? Um, is your, 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 how do you say so, so mentally clear and stress-free? Like, you know, there might be times that you might have a poor night of sleep or you might have brain fog or you might just be stressed out of something. Like, is there any practices like meditation or anything that that you have implemented to allow you to stay, you know, nice and, and, and clear and focus? Um, so I do have a mental coach too. Um, cool. we'll get into everything we do cause that yeah, for sure. all day, Absolutely. but he has helped me a lot with, um, I would say those kind of things, but I'm pretty, um, like I wouldn't say I really stress out about, things like that. He's more been for, you know, competition and the mental aspect of that. Um, yeah, I can't say, you know, I'd be lying if I said, Oh, you know, I didn't get my eight hours of sleep. I stress out a little, but I'm getting better with, um, with that too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I, it's, uh, it is a touchy subject and, and, uh, you know, everybody deals with it differently when it comes down to their mental health and stuff like that. And I just think just the fact that you have a coach is beyond, you know, it's, it's so important. And I think a lot of people need to either like having a therapist or a mental coach, like it is so important. Um, just cause like, yeah, like at first I was kind of like, don't really need, you know, like, Mm -hmm. This a bunch of like BS. I don't know. Yeah. Like I was mm-hmm. very skeptical and I started working with him and he made me do like a couple exercises. Um, <laughs> just like the first couple of weeks, not like physical exercises, but like, he's like, write everything down that comes in your mind. Like every single thought that just like mm-hmm. in and out. And I was like, okay, that's dumb. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you actually don't realize like, you know, you're cooking dinner, you think about something and like, how many things maybe I'm different but he said I'm normal (laughs) like how many things are negative that you think about and like oh she's really good at that and oh like she's gonna beat me at that and man I suck at these and like like until you actually write them down you're like man (laughs) self-sabotage right yeah totally yeah so like just awareness is a huge thing too Okay. Awesome. So just like, yeah, I guess journaling about your feelings and the things that you think about, like it is probably very important, especially as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like with this, this podcast here, like I want it for more of those competitive people that I do talk to, or even myself, like that's really great to hear you do, um, you know, do the practices that were a little bit funky and weird at the beginning, but you've got the clarity from them that they were very beneficial. Like I don't do that, but I do, um, you know, compare myself. I'll see other people that are, are good at running or they're better than me at, at, at biking or something like that. And it's just, yeah, I mean, you're so quick human. to be like, Everyone does yeah, right. Yeah. It's so easy to, to compare and then self-sabotage and be like, I'll never be as good. Or, you know, just kind of, um, think that, uh, they're on a different level than you when, yeah. you know what, they might've been cycling longer than you. And you just have to take a little bit more time on your foundation and, you know, different type of training technique, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's um, yeah. like how to deal with that. Cause everyone has those thoughts and everyone, you know, so how do you, are you going to make it work for you? Or are you going to like self-sabotage or, 
What are you yeah. going to do with that thought? Is what are you going to do with that thought? Good Absolutely. Morning. And positivity and, and positive reinforcement, especially when you're in the thick of it, of your training. Um, it, it, it's so important. And, you know, it's coming out more mainstream now that mental health and, you know, meditation and journaling and stuff like that is only going to make you a better athlete mm-hmm. um, mentally, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not always about just the physical side of training. It You know, there's so much that goes into your head when you're out there for, you know, X amount of hours doing something repetitively, right? It's so easy to kind of get lost in thought or look over your shoulder and see somebody else doing something a little bit faster than you. And now you're like second guessing yourself, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, mental health is so important. And no, it's good. Like I said, that thank you for sharing that you do have a, a mental coach. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people will second guess on maybe that's something they, they need to invest into as well, because I, I truly believe in it. Um, Okay, so we're we're getting close to that hour mark, and I only have a handful more questions to to ask you. Um, the big one here is, um, you know, if you didn't have gymnastics, um, your father wasn't an Olympic weightlifting coach, and you weren't in the CrossFit Games or training for CrossFit specifically, how do you think your life would be uh, if you didn't? to have these tools in place or exercise in place while you're working shifts? Do you think things would be much more different? Um, yes and no. I think yes. in the fact that, um, having the CrossFit games to train for all the time is like very easy to stay motivated for me. So like if you have, okay, I want to do this Ironman next year. Like if you have something that you're going towards and working towards, that can be your, your push every day. Oh, I don't feel like, yeah, but like I need to, because this is the goal I want. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's very easy. I think if I didn't have that, um, the person I am, I still like to be active. I still like to, you know, I'd be fine, but yeah, I probably wouldn't be, you know, after a night shift, I'm exhausted. Oh, like maybe I'll just maybe I'll just do a quick little jog and that'll be it, you know, um, which is better than nothing. But right. yeah, I think it's, it's very easy to stay motivated when you have something to shoot for. Yeah. I, and I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, I find that what, that's what drives people like you and I is, is having something that scares us too, right? Like you've signed up or you've committed to, you know, something like the CrossFit games that if you aren't putting in the work day to day, you're, going to not have the outcome that you are, yeah, you're are planning for. Everyone wants you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Right. And, and that's what I tell, um, a lot of my clients, like I used to be a personal trainer and stuff like that. And in a fitness coach, like I, I was like, sign up for something is going to scare the hell out of you mm-hmm. that when you wake up every single day that you're, you can't let yourself down or, or, or the people around you, if you have a weight loss goal or, you know, you want to do a simple 5k, tell everybody that, you know, you're going to do this because now they're going to keep you accountable and they're going to know all about it and like why like why not put something you know like a carrot in front of your face mm-hmm. CrossFit games iron man etc and chase after it until you get it yeah and, and I think you what know. you say about like telling people is good too because if you let yourself down yeah you feel crappy and you're like oh like sorry self <laughs> but mm-hmm. like letting other people down is like oh like that's really that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because like, you know, you, in, in a way, like if you really think about it, if you're sharing that information with somebody that isn't on your level of performance, they are now inspired being like, whoa, like that person's going to go do that mm-hmm. now. Like that is so cool. And then you don't do it. it you know, they're kind of like, oh, well, yeah, you why can't do I, you can't. yeah, like, like, why should I, why should I be motivated, motivated by this person if they're just, you know, they've already let themselves down. It's different. Like if you get an injury or something like that, mm-hmm. right. That's something to understand. But if you're like, ah, you know what? I just, I just didn't feel like it. So yeah, that, that is so true is, and is having that thing that, that scares the hell out of you. You want to do your best at it. And, and that's a great way to, you know, stay motivated and stay driven. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, do you, can, can you share maybe one or two pieces of advice for our listeners that, uh, want to train at peak performance? Oh, that's very, very broad. I think take it anywhere. I take think it anywhere. What we talked about just um, like create a um, like a schedule so you can't back out of it. I think that's a huge thing. Like you mm. know, like I'm sleeping from twelve to eight, eight to ten. I'm going to work out. 
then I'm going to eat, then I'm going to shower in bed from this time to this time. Like it sounds like I'm totally geeking out over it, but I think it's a huge, it's a huge, cause then you just look at the time and you're like, okay, 12, like I have to do this. Like, it's just, yeah. you just do it. You don't think about it. Yeah. You're prepared yeah. and, and then you just do it. hundred percent. And that's the discipline part too, right? It's mm-hmm. just, you know, staying committed and disciplined to a structured program or routine and having a coach like those things there are what are going to allow you to be success, be successful mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. A hundred and ten percent. Okay. Awesome. Um, what is something you wish you could have told yourself when you first started getting into shift work? Don't do it. <laughs> 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 um, ooh. I don't know. You know, when I, uh, when I first started getting into it, I was kind of like, this is what I have to do. You know, like I would actually, I wouldn't say I would volunteer, but you know, if Mm -hmm. I, if I got asked, okay, like I would work that night and now I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, don't even bother to ask me. Like I will not do it for OT. I will not do it for extra. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause sleep is just so important at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And I think when you're young and like you've got a new job and you're keen, you're a lot more willing. Right. But mm-hmm. now I'm five, six years in and I'm a little more selective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey, like I said, congratulations for landing that position where you don't have to work nights no more. So that yeah, is amazing. You. Yeah. Especially for, for your career with, with CrossFit, right? Cause there's probably so much more you, you want to do with it and being able to be yeah. at your best when it comes down to your sleep. Yeah, just I mean, your sleep alone is just right. going to allow you to excel so much more, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm at my peak, so I want to capitalize on it. That's not Hell to yeah. say, we'll see. I say there's no nights. <laughs> I'll message you next week and be like, guess what? <laughs> guess what? I caved in. I <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> two more questions. Um, what is the weirdest thing you've seen on a night shift? Mm, weird things stuck up the body. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because you're doing all the scans. <laughs> yeah, so PSA for everyone. Your anus is a vacuum. Don't stick things up there. It'll suck it in. Okay, it goes right in. Okay, good Good to know. Uh, duly noted. Do not stick things up your butt. Uh, what is the funniest thing you've done at being sleep deprived? Oh, like weird. Um... <laughs> I think just like absentmindedly putting things, I've put like keys in the fridge. I've done that a few times. Nice. Just like weird. And they're like, where are my keys? Like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, was I making food and just like trying to go somewhere at the same time? And just, right. Yeah. Things like that. Or it's funny how the brain just kind of shuts off, eh? Yeah. And you're just kind of like in la-la land and you're like, you know, it, it, it is what it is, right? Or it's like, oh, how, how did I, you don't remember driving home and you're like, did I, were all those lights <laughs> green? Like, you know, you just get in such a, you're like, yeah. how did I safely make it back? I don't know. You're right. I know. Especially after night shift. How, how far is your commute? Is it, is it oh, long? Oh, I'm lucky. 15 minutes, not even. Oh, perfect. I could ride my bike perfect. to work sometimes. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fact that you get to ride your bike, I'm so jealous. If I were to ride my bike to work, they, they uh, make you lock it up right at the front gate. And then it's like another two kilometers to get into where I actually work. Yeah. Or I'd be, I would have been riding my bike a long time ago. I wish, I wish I had that. So I am extremely jealous. Um, but Hey, if you were to have lost your keys in the fridge, good thing to know. If you can't find them, <laughs> you can just bike. jump on your bike, right? Forget it. Um, Don't need to drive. <laughs> Don't need to drive. Um, Awesome, Emily. Thank you so much once again for making time for me today to sit down and chat. Uh, We've talked for an hour. That that literally had flown by. I just looked over. I was like, holy crap. Like, we're we're basically done. And, uh, yeah, we've we've covered everything. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. So Thanks for having me. It was fun. Awesome. I'm happy that you had a uh, good chat with me and uh, I look forward to seeing your journey with CrossFit. And, you know, it looks like every year you seem to just get closer and closer and closer. (laughs) So I'm super excited to see everything that you keep coming up and out with. Also, uh, sorry, one thing. So I see that you knew Patrick uh, Vellner. Um, I met him, I think, 2015 or 16. He's probably the most funniest dude. I was going to say, he's been in Ontario, so he was there for a while. 
Right. Yeah. So I actually was, uh, I don't think I judged him, but I was judging for uh, the element um, CrossFit uh, games that happened in Toronto there. And he was one of the competitors. And uh, ever since then, he's been like, 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 uh, I don't want to say somebody I looked up to in, yeah. the, in the CrossFit games just because he had such a good personality. I'm sure even training with him is always a good time. So it's awesome to see, you know, um, people that you've met in person still out there killing it and then hanging out with someone like you as well. It's just like, oh, he's so cool, right? Yeah. So now you guys are my he's, two favorite Canadians. So yeah, he's thank a good you guy. so much I've really for everything you guys do. Training with him. Is he, is he there now? Are you guys still training together now? Yeah, I mean he's he's on the island, so we're an hour, oh, okay. hour ferry away. So we're not okay. we don't train together every day, but um, yeah, we've been training together all year. It's been awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome. All right, Emily. Well, I'll let you get on with the rest of your day as it's still early for you, and uh, I think it's like three or four o'clock for me now. So um, once again, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Wow, what a phenomenal conversation today that I've had with Emily. Honestly, uh, she is so inspiring and it's great to see how performance athletes deal with shift work and their full-time jobs to make things work for them so that way they're always performing at their best. She talked a bit about having a coach. She talked a bit about you know staying on a consistent eating and sleeping routine, whether it's day, evenings, or her night shifts. So, you know... Just, just hearing how athletes that uh, work shifts uh, deal with the unique lifestyle is is so inspiring to me. And you know, there's some things in there that she shared um, that she does that I'm going to try as well to see if it'll help with my sleep and my eating, um, and also my my non-negotiables. Right, like I hate missing workouts, and for her, she will not miss a workout. So you know, I, I am going to test these things out and see if they work for me. And if they don't, hey, I'll just go back to what I was doing. But that's the best thing about these podcasts that I get to learn this information from some of the best people that are, you know, at their peak performance or um, trying things that, uh, you know, I never thought twice of, of doing. So, you know, what? I'm going to give it a shot. But if you guys really did, if you guys really enjoyed this podcast and you want to connect with Emily, you can find her on Instagram at Emily underscore Rolf 19. So that is E-M-I-L-Y underscore R-O-L-F-E 19 on Instagram. And some of the sponsorships and products that Emily is associated with is Primal Mobility, Grumpy Grounds, Born Primitive, ESC Sounds, The Toe Spacers, and Save on Foods. All right. Once again, thank you, Emily, for joining me today on the Shiftwork Athlete Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Please leave a review or comment on any of the programs that you guys are listening uh, to this podcast. And I hope you have a good one. Peace.